Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A very good evening and welcome to Kenilworth Road as the Addicts take on the Hatters. And got then ball upfield to Bond. Can't get there though. Oh, he gets the second one and blocked away. He's trying to send Lecco on his way. Can his pace get there? He can. He's gone past his man. Into the penalty area. Can he do Yes! Yes, he can! Joel have the lead! On the seventh minute. Superb run by Jonathan Lecco. After great work in the middle by Conor Gallagher to set up McCauley Bond. Little ball back to Gallagher and he sent Lecco on his way. And his pace took him past. I think it was Sonny Bradley and Tunnicliffe, but certainly Bradley left him for dead. Into the area, edge of the six yard box, calmly slots him past the keeper, James Shea and Charlton are 1 0 up. It's a low one into the edge of the six yard box, cleared away by Chris Sully. Lecco trying to get on the end of it, but uh, the header won by Bree. Now back out to Brown. He's going to swing it in again. Now he saw this time in the way, but he drops to and pens up. And then must be offside. He's drilled it home. There's a player standing right in front of Dylan Phillips. He has to be offside. He cannot. Certainly he cannot be uh, not interfering with play. He must be in front of Dylan Phillips affecting him getting to that ball. The referee is just pausing for a moment. And they're just going to have a discussion with the linesman. Linesman's not got his flag raised. Well, unless there was another Charlton player behind that player, he has to be offside. So the only thought is if there was a Charlton player on the line. Give him a goal. Pierce just scrambles it clear. And Perrington shoots a bond. Bond holds up the ball really well again. Back with Perrington. Lovely ball inside to Bradley. And Bradley misjudges the bounce of the ball. Luton can bring it away with Shinny. Shinny across to Brown. Brown inside the penalty area. Takes it past Perrington. Scores. He's saying it's a handball. Took it past Lockyer, should I say. And it's a great finish in the end. But Charlton be furious. Darren Bradley just didn't read the bounce of the ball. It's a lovely pick out to find Brown. He deflected up in the air. There was the cries of handball, perhaps. But the finish past Phillips was good. And Luke make it 2 1. Ball comes away, and that's the final whistle. Charlton have gone down 2 1 here. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview uh, on this evening's show. We'll be looking back at the defeat at Luton and ahead to Saturday's home game uh, with Sheffield Wednesday. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the Charlton Live studio here at the Valley, uh, right opposite me this evening is Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Fully fit. Fully fit, yeah. If he's listening yeah, and he needs me. Yeah, stretch those creamy hamstrings in case yep. you need it on, uh, on Saturday I'm morning. not very good. But I am fully fit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And you bring a yeah. bit of experience to the side, which perhaps we're, we're missing at the moment. Very true. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah. I hadn't realised that. Yeah, you are old. That is depressing. So am I. Uh, so <laughs> on tonight's show, like I said, we're going to look back at the game uh, at Luton at uh, Kenilworth Road on Tuesday evening. We'll hear Lee Bayer's reaction uh, to the game. We'll hear from Bayer on the injury to Josh Cullen and uh, updates on other players as well. Uh, Bayer will talk about conceding too many goals at the moment, which we are uh, as well. And then we're also going to hear from one of Tom's mates, uh, Tom Lock. 
like you because uh, he's Welsh therefore you two are related are you or? I think it works like that yeah. probably. Uh, excellent so we're going to hear from Tom Lockyer uh, his debut on the show later on uh, before we start to turn our attention to the game with Sheffield Wednesday uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll hear once more from Lee Bowyer when we look ahead to the game uh, with the Owls right Tom we just heard the goals there um, we was robbed Let's get that out there, the offside goal and handball goal. Uh, but I mean, overall, you watched you watched the game. What, what did you make of, of the performance? You know, we're going into it missing 12 bodies. It's always going to be a struggle, even if you do take the lead. Yeah, I found it a very frustrating game to watch again. And I think coming away from that game and we'd lost again, I think my overall feeling was... I'm just annoyed we've lost another one. I said to you before the show, I'm just a bit fed up of losing, really, because last season we didn't really have to worry about that too much. Mm. Um, but over the last couple of days and reflecting on it, actually, when you take into the account the amount of injuries we've got, performance was okay. Um, there's a lot of youngsters being thrown in there and there's a lot being asked of people, even people like Gallagher, who's obviously taken to this league very well. You know, he's very young to be playing so many games. Then you look at the likes of Albie being dragged back from Ebbsfleet and suddenly thrown in. You've got people like Doherty coming on. Um, there's an expectation there because of the way we started the season to be performing well and it's not quite coming through. But as I say, when you reflect on that and you look at actually what we're having to work with, it's, there's no shame in, in what the players are trying to do. You can't fault the effort and Boya says that himself. It's just annoying because we looked at that game on Sunday and said, look, Luton are in a bad run of form and we should be going there thinking we can get a result and obviously we didn't and I think the one really disappointing thing for me at the moment and again something we just mentioned is our inability when we do get a goal to really stamp our mark on a game and stay ahead at the moment we just as you just said then about Bowie we just seem to be conceding too many goals Yeah, it was a weird one wasn't it because we, we took the lead early on <laughs> Jonathan Lecco uh, Luton back into it after about, well, about 10 minutes later mm. now before we go into the nitty gritty of, of the goal after that, it did feel like Luton then got on top, and yeah. and and they certainly had a good spell at the start of the second half. I think we perhaps came into it, came back into it just before just before half time. Start of the second half, uh, we we had a great chance with Lecco, but they go down the other end, get their goal. We had a horrible 10, 15 minutes or so. Then we just start we we started to regain a bit of composure. We had you know a fair bit of the ball in the closing stages, forced three or four corners towards the end. Gallagher hitting the post. It is just one of those games where you know. It, it never really felt like we were getting back into it to me. And I don't know if that is just the misery of, of, of the fact that we're on this bad run now because like I said we did have chances, corners, you know, made the goalkeeper work a couple of times. It just, it just felt a little bit flatter than perhaps we've been we've been expecting. Uh, you know, uh, we, we all had our expectations raised by that start to the season. Now reality is starting to hit a little bit and, and it's, uh, it's, it's it can be a little bit... You're starting to worry about, you know, with these injuries and the run we're on, you don't want morale to drop because that, that that's that, that's in danger now, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's exactly the thing. And it's it's been definitely been a shift in momentum. You can see that over the last few games. And we're having a 15, 20-minute spell, I think, in every game where we're just not quite ourselves. And I don't know if that's fatigue. I don't know if that's confidence or morale. But we're just not quite right. And we spoke a lot about it on Sunday, of it happening at the weekend against Cardiff. It happened again as you say, a slightly different period of the game um, on Tuesday, but it happened again. Could argue it happened against Millwall. Uh, started to pick up at one point, but then dropped off at other points. Preston, I don't think we were largely at it for the whole game. So I think it's just been happening a little bit more of late. Thinking about it, the the first win, or sorry, first home game of the season against Stoke, I remember doing comms with Greg, and obviously in the end we won that game fairly comfortably, but there were periods in that, and if you listen back to our celebrations of the goals from Anike and Gallagher, I think, um, we were absolutely buzzing, I think, because we maybe didn't even expect to win that game. So that suggests even in those games, there were spells where the game was tight and that was against a very poor Stoke side. So I think probably if we look back and we're kind of a bit removed from it, from a fan's point of view, you'd probably argue that actually not too much has changed uh, in terms of the performances when you factor into account the injuries, the players that we're having to play week in, week out. Um but it is just frustrating, as you said, because we set those expectations at the start of the season and that we're still, uh, look at the table, look at our points, we're still far above where I could have even dreamt of us being. Um, and you just have to try and keep remembering that, really. But again, as we said on Sunday, the longer that this run goes on, it's very much been a, a downward 
spiral, if you like. Maybe spiral's a bit too harsh a word, but downward trajectory since the start of the season. At no point have we then picked up a bit and then dropped off again. We just seem to have been going down. And my concern is that the longer we get to get a win and start to turn that around, the harder that becomes, particularly with the injuries and the games coming so regularly over the Christmas period. So that would be my only concern. But the good thing about the games coming so quickly is we have a, a chance to put that right every few days. And I'm sure once we get one of those wins, it will start to to level out again um, but I'm just so desperate for us to, to just get back on that winning run really yeah. you have to go you have to remember still we've only lost by more than one goal on one occasion mm. or going back to Wigan it does show how tight these games are yeah. I, mean, I mean that could be typical of the championship I mean uh, just just because obviously we're playing I've got Sheffield Wednesday's fixtures in front of me as well and you have to go all the way back to September before you find a game in, in one of their games that was more than one goal in it. They won 4-1 at Middlesbrough back at, towards the end of September. And, and then even then, most of, their, most of their games are tight. I think there's only one or two other games where there's been more than one goal in it. The championship is really tight this year. Look at the table as well. You know, um, I mean, we're five points above Reading, so we're 17th now. Reading are in 18th. We're five points above them. But then if you go from 17th up to 6th, there's only, there's only seven points in it. Yeah. It's, it's a very tight uh, division. Right Before we go into the nitty-gritty of, uh, the, of the goals that we conceded on, on Tuesday evening, I thought it'd be interesting to hear right now from Lee Bay his reaction to the game. Um, I asked Bo uh, what he made of the performance uh, during the defeat against uh, Luton Town. I think that um, the, the performance from, from start to finish, the, the players gave everything. Um, I think we took the lead and probably on against a runner play. Uh, but but we caused them problems first half. We, we, we created a few chances and, and the same second half. Do I think that we deserve to lose the game? No. Um, but what it all boils down to is two decisions that's cost us the game. The first one was offside. I've seen both, both goals. I've looked at them back and the first one's offside, blatantly offside. He's like a, a yard offside, a yard away from Dylan when, when the fella shot and he ends up falling over Dylan that's how close he is uh, tell me he's not interfering has he not interfering um, so the first one was offside and, and, and the second one was handball so the, the ball the, the lad was unlucky to be fair the ball just bounced up awkwardly he must have hit a divot out there and it's bounced up awkwardly and then he's tried to edge it in his path and, but where it comes up it's not possible it's not possible to get it there unless you lo- use your arm I could see that from the side, but they, they get the decision, go their way, and then the fella goes through, and, and, and to be fair, he took the goal well. But for me, two two decisions that, that, that should have been disallowed goals, so um, that's what's cost us tonight. must be frustrating with all the, these injuries you've got, and then those decisions going against you. It must feel like the whole world's against you at the moment. It's ridiculous. It's, I'm, we have to, I'm, I just feel like I'm having the same discussion after every game. Like about decisions and, 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 and other things you know like it's just it's just not good like so if we're playing in the Premier League tonight then them goals are disallowed 100% both of them goals are disallowed so what, why does it why is that okay why is it allowed to happen in that division but not our division our division is just as, it's not as important as the Premiership but we're still playing for something to, to try and get there. Not not us personally, but I mean this division, the championship. If they want to bring VR, R, VAR in, then they should spread, they should take it down as well because us as football teams in this division want to get to the Premier League. And when you're getting decisions like that, that are, for, for me, blatantly obvious, they're blatantly obvious decisions, go, your, go against you, then it just makes it wrong. Because again, my players, like it's, it's so hard that we have like you see the bench you see that Albie Morgan was playing Ebsfleet last week and then now he's starting in a championship game here is it fair on him it's not really fair but that's the situation we're in and then when my players are giving me all that and then we ain't coming away with nothing because of decisions that's wrong like for me that's wrong I can't criticise my players, they're giving me everything again. Would I like them to do things differently at certain times? Of course. Do they make mistakes? Of course they do. But they're not they're not doing anything wrong, like they're giving everything for this football club. And that's all I ask from them. But tonight, they, they, 
they've come away with nothing. We've come away with nothing because of two decisions, and that's what it falls down to to me. There you go. I mean, you can hear the frustration in Bo's voice. Um, well, you, 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 you're patching up a squad to go and put out whatever you can. You know, put, putting the kids out who've, who've been playing at Ebbsfleet recently, as you said, you know, I'll be, I thought he did well, actually. I thought he grew into it. Mm. But, you know, he went out and um, and you're getting done by his tight games. Decisions that could have gone your way. I mean, that first goal. So we, so it comes out to Pelly Ruddock and Panzer. So, I mean, the cross comes in. I think Nabs, I saw one or two people questioning Nabby. I don't think Nabby could have done much more there. No. He, was on his, he was sort of, the way he was facing, he just did what he could to, to block it. Coming into a six-yard box, I'm not. I'm not putting any blame on Nabs. There. It comes out to him, Panzer. He's, he's caught it nice, to be fair to the lad. But you know, James Collins, he might as well have been sat in Dylan's bloody lap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's clear that that Collins was interfering with play, or, or however Bowyer worded it. I think for me, and obviously I was watching it on Valley Pass, and as we just said when we were listening to the highlights at the start, Tell picks it up straight away. So I saw the goal go in, and from the angle they're filming the, the game, I hadn't seen anything. Um, Terry mentioned it, so then and then I heard a whistle. So I thought, okay, they're they're looking at it. And while they were looking at it, they showed a couple of replays. And just in the background, of one angle, I could see Chris Solly at the back post, and I thought, even the angle wasn't you couldn't tell, but I thought maybe he's talking about Chris Solly. But even that was tight. And then they go and give the goal, but um, irrespective, he's he's just bundled into to Dylan Phillips. There's no way he's not involved in that in that goal. And I don't think there's any way that linesman would have been able to see Solly because he would have been the other side mm. of him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was one that I just can't really see how it wasn't given. Like mm. I say, there's one angle that I can see where Solly is even in the picture, but even from that angle, it doesn't look like he's yeah. playing. I mean, I've got I've got a screenshot here, and like I say, it's not it's not the ideal angle, but I mean, just looking at the the how how close Solly is to the edge of the yeah. six yard box and how close Collins is. Yeah. Collins is offside. I mean that has to be offside. So that's a huge frustration for Lee Bay. You can't understand how the linesman hasn't given that. And we hear Tom Lockyer says that the yeah, uh, exactly. the, the linesman said that Solly was playing him on, which which is the wrong decision. Um and then and then of course the second oh, the second one I can understand how he's missed it. I mean for starters I mean, Pratters has missed the ball in, in the midfield there, a yeah. pass inside to him, and he, and he knows he should do better there. He could see his reaction. He tried to chase back, and then it's gone through to Izzy Brown, and just the way it's flicked up, he stuck his hand out. Now, again, in the Premier League, that gets, that, that gets ruled out. Any, even if it's accidental, which it probably is, he doesn't even think about it, it just happens. Um, any time you use your hand and, and it ends up being an advantage for you, even if it's not on purpose, that, that is disallowed straight away. And that that sort of stuff happening, that is quite frustrating. When 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 like I say, it just feels like everything's everything's going against them at the moment. Now you have to put your hands up. To say I thought Luton played well. Mm. I thought Izzy Brown was very good. In in, in fact, really and, and I wouldn't be shocked to see. You know, I was speaking to Luton Town fan who I knew after and a commentator, and they said. They, they deserve the win. And I said, I think I probably agree with you. Though. I think over the course of 90 minutes, you do. But it's just when tight decisions like that are, are, are costing us at the moment. It is, it is so frustrating. Even if we're grinding out rubbish nil-nil, uh, like one-nils or one-nils away from home, we could do with anything like that right now. Yeah, I think I probably agree with you that they, they shaded the game. And I think if those two goals had gone in without any contention, you'd probably hold your hands up and we'd be frustrated, Easy obviously, at the chart performance. Yeah. <laughs> But we would say we were beaten by the better team. But as soon as you factor those contentious decisions in, it becomes even more annoying because you do feel like you've been robbed. And what I do like about Bowyer's interview, it, as I said to you just a second ago, it reminds me a lot of the Peterborough one when we lost that last-minute penalty and he went off on the, the big geezer rant. Because, first of all, he's asking himself questions, which I love. He gets more and more worked up. But what he also does is he's very quick to say, look, I'm putting players out there and... He's trying to protect his players. I think that mm. time he uses the phrase, I've got 11 players out there putting their bodies on the line. This time he's like, I've patched up a squad to play. It's not fair on them. So he's not trying to use it as an excuse. He's using it as saying, look, I'm doing everything I can as a manager. You've got to look after my players because they deserve to be treated within the laws of the game. And what he's saying is that the laws haven't been executed fairly and we've lost. And there's a lot of sound argument in that. So he's not saying, oh, we was robbed and it's not fair and it's all their fault. He's saying, look, can we sort this out, please? Because this is not right. Um, so I like the way that Bowyer's handled it. I think the players will hopefully react well to that as well. It's just it's just frustrating, like I say, because it just feels like everything's against us at the moment. You look at that injury list. You look at the run we've been on. We've been up to Millwall, probably our best chance to beat them, lost to them again. And we've had about 25 games on Sky and we're always terrible on Sky. So you know how that's going to go. 
it just feels like we just need something to go away, just catch a break. I remember a couple of years ago, we were like, I can't remember if it was about a single player or about the team as a whole. And we were like, we just want a goal to go off someone's backside. And I think it did. And that sort of spurred us on. We just need some little bit of luck, just something to go our way. Because as we've said, we're a good side. We've shown that at parts this season. I still don't think we're in any real danger of going down at this stage. But we've got a half-fit squad and we've got 17, 18, 19-year-olds being forced to play two, three games a week because of the injury crisis. And when you look at all that, it's a miracle we're even able to play games, let alone mm. compete in them. Yeah. And as you say, we haven't lost a game by more than a goal. Or was it one? Only one, yeah. We yeah, can. so we've shown we can perform, um, even at this stage. And every game, we're still competitive. We're still in every game. And I think, like you, I think it would have been a bit fortuitous if we'd mm. snuck a draw on Tuesday, but it wouldn't have been far-fetched. It, it don't feel like... I mean, let's, let's try and let's try and have two, a comparison here. It don't feel like the relegation season no, four years no, ago. Not we're, not, we're not getting tonked 4-0 every week. Like, we 3-0 home, home defeats, 4-0 away defeats. That's not happening yet. That's that's something to, to hold on. I, I, I want to bring up a, a real positive from, from Tuesday night. Jonathan Lecco, it was, it was, I think, his best game for us. Obviously, he scored early on, which probably helps with his confidence. He's a... You know, he's, he's a he seemed to make more right decisions than wrong ones for a change. And and that's what that's what Bayou hopes to see from him. And I thought he played well. It was a great ball through to him from, from McCauley Bond. The youngsters, like I say, Albi, towards the end of the game, he was spraying passes all over yeah. the place. Maybe that might be a part of why we're getting overrun a little bit after we conceded that we did have a, a young midfield, which didn't help. And there was a horrible spell, like I say, after the after the, the Luton second goal where Shinny hit the post, they, they forced a couple of corners. Um, Alfie Doughty came on, he made, a, he made a positive change towards the end. Josh Davison came on trying to put himself about as well. So we, we need to take these positives. You know, don't forget, we're going to put a lot of these players through mm-hmm. the, the ringer again on Saturday. And, and obviously, Conor Gallagher is going to be out Saturday with his with his suspension as well, which uh, uh, we'll, we'll hear what, what Bayer has to say for, on, on that later on uh, during the show. Now, of course, uh, Josh Cullen, uh, we knew before the game he wasn't going to be able to feature uh, against uh, Luton Town. I asked Bayer uh, just for a little bit of an update uh, on, his in- uh, on his injury uh, after the game at Luton. Yeah, Josh is going to be out for a while. Um, a fair while. So, and, well, Ozzy, I don't know, he's just more bruising, like he couldn't really walk. Something to do with his metatarsal or something, it's more bruising. I don't know how soon he will be back. Hopefully, I'm, I'm just guessing here and I'm more praying than, than guessing that, that he'll be okay for Saturday. Um, but again, I'm, I, I don't know. But Josh Cullen, long time. You say a long time, he's talking similar to Lyle or longer, possibly? or Longer. Season? No, who? No, 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 no. Season? <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, no, he won't be back before Christmas. Oh, okay. It's uh, his ankle ligament. Yeah. Yeah, ligaments. So, a few. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. There we go. Well, at least he's not going to be out for the season. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I was, I was asking Bo about it. He, he, he looks really down about it. So I was like, is he trying to hint he's going to be out for the season? So I asked him and he went, no. That could be one of his mind games. Yeah, Maybe he yeah, genuinely is. Yeah, he's playing playing Saturday. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's a big loss. He mentioned Aussie uh, touch and go Saturday. So hopefully he'll be involved Saturday. But like I say, touch and go, you don't want to risk him really. But... Mm. Yeah, Josh Cullen, we we miss him. We seen that we saw that when he went off against Cardiff, and I think we saw that at times on on Tuesday evening. We, we, he, he keeps us ticking, and until he's gone, you might not. Sometimes I don't think people even realise exactly what I said on Sunday. I think probably if you get back into the dressing room after a game and look at a lot of the stats, he's number one or two in probably all of them. Um, you know, distance covered, tackles made, um, interceptions made key passes, um, all of that kind of stuff, amount of passes. But you don't necessarily see a lot of it. Um, he's a very tidy player, but he, you know he's not spectacular. He's not like Gallagher, his blonde hair, bouncing around, running forward, smashing balls in. Um, but as you say, I think we noticed it when he went off against Cardiff because we struggled to adjust. Uh, and you certainly saw it again on, on Tuesday night. It's going to be a massive loss. I think... The comfort from from Tuesday, as you mentioned, was the performance of Albi, and I think when he dropped back later in that game, he looked a lot better. The problem is that you've probably got to have Albi and Prattley in that defensive role because between them, they kind of do a lot of what Cullen does. I don't necessarily think to the same level, but they kind of similar style. But then, obviously, you're taking two players for one for one player, which is which is the the difficult thing, and it means adjusting our shape. But we've got players in there that can compensate for bits of that game. Uh, sorry, for bits of the way Cullen plays, it just means that. Everybody else basically has to step up 
And the issue with the everybody else part of that sentence is there there isn't really anyone else at the moment. So <clears throat> we were just speaking then when he was talking about Cullen and saying, well, look, when we look to the Borough game, and, and Boya talks about it himself, so I won't go into too much detail, but maybe we're starting to get some players back. So we've just got to get through this game at the weekend. And hopefully then, if we can just get a few players back for Borough, that, that confidence boost that that will give mm. will, will be huge. Yeah, I mean, Bo, yeah, Bo said sort of in, in the week, I think it was maybe even last week, that maybe Taylor, maybe uh, Johnny Williams as well could be, could be back for, for the Middlesbrough game. And like, so, I mean, I, I said that to you while we were listening to Bayer just then, and then you said you reminded me that's only a week away. Yeah. Which to me, Borough still feels like a mile away yeah. because it's in December, Same. but obviously we're, we're nearly there. Uh, I really need to start doing my Christmas shopping, actually, <laughs> thinking about that as well. Um, so, yeah, just praying that we can get through this weekend and, and get some bodies back because they need it. They need it. It's... Mm. It must be a little bit demoralising when you when you've gone through and you know you know there's not a great deal to come off the bench. There's, there's inexperienced players who, to be fair, like I say, came on and did well. But it, it just it's a mental thing. It feels like an uphill battle uh, straight away. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live, the big match preview. When we'll come back, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about perhaps the addicts' defensive worries uh, at the moment. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland. Charlton have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Gets it. Come on. What a time to be here. Here at Wembley. Oh my word! Oh my word! Shelton Live. Welcome back. It's a big match preview live on your Thursday evening or via our podcast afterwards. Don't forget to make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, in your podcast app and get our show downloaded automatically to your device twice a week. We'll be back here on Sunday after the, uh, to look back at the Sheffield Wednesday game. So make sure you join us. And if James tweeted in saying, uh, okay, so we need to look at groups of games. Let's look at the full picture. We are playing non-fit uh, non-first teamers and just on scoreline losing by small margins January will be where it all begins that's the telling stage of every season surely the injuries will end I'm not panicking I may be frequenting the loo more often but it's not that time just yet uh, I see a light ever so dim at the end of this horrid tunnel but it is still a light come on all believe in what you know can be achieved pick yourselves up and head on to Saturday we are down to the bones uh, but we always soldier on uh, don't give up now it's only November for goodness sake that's from Ev. Cheers, Ev. Um, right, yeah. Now, obviously, we talk a lot about injuries and how that's holding us back at the moment and demoralising and whatnot. But what what needs pointing out is we are conceding a lot of goals at the moment. We've gone, uh, I think, I think it's seven games without a clean sheet. The Derby game. Uh, in seven of our last nine games, we've conceded twice. So we conceded two in each of those in each of seven of the last nine. Um, conceded one in the other one, I think. So we're not keeping clean sheets. Um, now the good thing about Lee Bowyer is he's not a manager where you need to you need to say, oh, why aren't you keeping clean sheets? He'll bring it up himself. Mm. Uh, that, that's he's, he's very honest like that. And uh, I mean, I think it's worth hearing because I did then ask Bowyer, well, why do you think that is the case? What do you think uh, is going wrong at the moment? We're conceding too many goals at the moment, and that's 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 what's disappointing me because that's where we're strongest. All our injuries, we've only got one defender that's injured. But we're still managing to go around the play everywhere we go and, and score goals. But at the moment, we're, we're conceding too many. What do you think the reason is for the amount that we're conceding at the moment? 
because we're playing against better quality players. In League One, you can get away with it. You can you can make a mistake. You can maybe let your runner run. You can maybe let your your, your forward pull off the back of you. You, you can't do that in, in the Championship. You're playing against a lot better player and a lot of international players. It's a good players. A lot. Of it's, it's a mini Premier League. How many players that you see in this division that are going to play for their countries? We've got loads at our place. So that that's that's what it is. They're they're playing against better quality better quality players in this division and. Uh, at this present time it's, it's tough it was always going to be tough I knew it was going to be tough all season everyone was getting carried away because we had a decent start don't get me wrong if we had our full squad I think it would be completely different um, but we ain't and we just have to keep keep trying to find a way like tonight we couldn't even put out a team if we went toe to toe with them in the diamond we would beat them we didn't even have the players to do that we couldn't play that formation because we didn't have the personnel. So we can't even play a formation we want to play because of the way things are at the moment. So it's tough. We're trying to like just fit something around to, to, to give us a chance. And, and we did. We, we, I, thought, I thought the lads, they give everything. There we go. Lee's obviously, I mean, you can you can hear the passion in his voice, can't you? You can hear his, like, like I said earlier, you can hear his frustration, but you can hear his determination to find find a way to make it work. But obviously, like I say, he's talking about the, the clean sheets, lack a lack thereof. Um, and that, that shouldn't really be happening because as a team, I mean, like Bo says it himself, defensively, we, we've pretty much still got everyone. I think we're only missing, what, Pagey? Um, and you'd expect, you'd expect a bit more from, from us there. I think Tom... Tom Lockyer, when we hear from him later on the show, he's got a theory about how, as different formations, you know, perhaps work better for us defensively. But obviously, we need to be an attacking force going forward as well. And, and we just haven't found that balance. But also, we, we're making too many individual errors at the moment, which I don't know if that's down to a bit of tiredness or, or what, what. What do you think could be the problem at the moment? I think it has to be individual errors. And that's the way Boya says it as well. He says he puts it down to the fact we're playing better quality opposition and you can't make the same mistakes that you could in League One and therefore he's very much calling out that he does put it down to two errors letting players run or, or as we saw in the Millwall game letting players get in front of you and get to the ball first so from that perspective I'm less concerned um, because it's not a, a clear failing of the the tactics or the formation or anything like that it's just individual errors and maybe it's just coincidence they're all happening at one time we spoke probably halfway through the season we're up to or the position in the season we're up to so what seven or eight shows ago about the fact that deals have one of the best clean sheet records in the country for a little while obviously that's gone away over the past few weeks but the same players are there I don't know if the injuries in front of them have been an issue as well um, because Cullen up until obviously the the Cardiff game has still been around so the defensive midfield has been largely the same um, so it's a really strange one but we think about the goals as well. I don't think it's not like people are banging them in from thirty yards. It's not like we're getting picked off by brilliant goals or anything. So I think they're hopefully things that can be trained out. But again, it might just be an issue that when they get to the training ground, there's just not that many players around to help do defensive work. So yeah, I'm not I'm not overly concerned by it. It's it's obviously something that we need to sort out because we're having to score at least two or three just to win a game. But I think you would hope they'd sort it out and Pierce and Lock your experienced players you know they've both captain sides they they know what this game's about um so I'm sure between them they'll figure it out yeah it's interesting actually you mentioned that we we have to score at least two every game's gone away we have we have scored one at least in 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 what seven or eight last eight or eight yeah. of the last nine so we, we are scoring goals yeah. as, as both said so it is just a case of if we can tighten up at the back and I Individual errors are such a hard thing to iron yeah. out because, like I say, we're seeing. I don't. Maybe we're not seeing more of them this year. Maybe it is a case of of the the other teams just punishing better this year than they were last year. But it's just something. I don't know. Concentration, something, just just silly little things. And and like I say, I do wonder if there is just a little bit of a mental issue at the moment. With you know, so it feels like everything's against us, back to the wall. That all of a sudden, maybe a concentration. You're just tired from trying to make sure you do everything right in 90 minutes, all of a sudden there's going to be a slip here and there. Yeah, but I think you look at the the goals against Cardiff, we definitely could have defended those better. You look at the goals against Millwall, I've already said, we definitely could have defended those better. Prattley making a mistake for that second Luton goal. 
the difficulty is you can't come off that Luton game and say to Prattley, you know when that ball was bouncing, it was a bit silly to let it bounce over your head. Or you can't say to Naby, you probably shouldn't have let Matt Smith out jump you because these players hopefully know that. So it's a case of them, maybe it's just a concentration thing and them thinking, actively thinking every time because those better quality players are going to get there and let, if if you let them. Um, so maybe it's that, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just that they're exhausted because they're all having to play so much at the moment. I'm not sure what it is, but as I say, it's not a a fundamental flaw within the system that we're playing or anything like that. So I think that's, that's probably a positive. Um, it's just, as I said earlier, a case of the the kind of leaders in that back four getting together and and probably sorting them out and maybe just guiding through guiding them through games a little bit more carefully. Yeah, so maybe it's a good time really to hear from uh, one of those members of that back four uh, who haven't kept a clean sheet for a while. Tom Lockyer uh, came to speak to us after the the game at Luton uh, on Tuesday evening. He's played every single minute of every league game so far uh, for the Addicts. Just him and Dylan are the only two to do that. Uh, obviously qualified for the Euros with Wales as well, which Tom Wallin is delighted about, Welshie Wallin. Uh, but anyway, he came to speak to us uh, after the game and admits he's, uh, he's a little bit worried uh, about the fact that Charlton aren't keeping too many shutouts at the moment for whatever reason we can't seem to buy a clean sheet at a minute and it's costing us so um, yes yeah, it's, it's very frustrating uh, especially being a defender um, you know because we're always going to create chances we're, we're an expansive team we're always going to have opportunities in a game and it's, um, it's keep them out of the other end which is Achilles heel at the minute um, saying that though how the first goal is not offside is is quite frightening to be honest we're in the championship now there's the and the referee and I, I, they're, they're overprotected aren't they they, sh- they should be out here answering saying saying their decisions as well um, obviously the second goal as well um, Dill's Dill said he's hit his arm because um, I thought it was an unbelievable touch but to be fair um, I didn't even see the handball um, so I can't blame the officials on that one but the, the first offside I yeah, it's, it's inexplainable. Yeah. Uh, even, yeah. though, even though they tried, I believe. Well, I, I don't know what he said. I went over to him. I said, "How oh, is he not offside?" And he said, "Someone played him on." And I said, "Who?" And he said, "I don't know." So, um, yeah, um, that's that's that conversation I had. But it hurts, um, especially when you're out here trying to keep a clean sheet, trying to get points on the board, and you're getting done with things like that. Um, the geezers come over and said he was offside. Uh, the geezers said he hit his arm for the second one. Um, so yeah, it's frustrating, um, very frustrating. But um, yeah, I don't think don't think we're out of the races. Uh, first half, um, second half, I think we're a bit better. But um, you know, when you come away to places like these, everyone's got to be on it and, and make things happen and and, uh, and play their part for the team. And, and like I said, it's, it's our Achilles' heel of the two goals, um, and it's ultimately cost us. It does seem that events are conspiring against us, obviously with the injuries that we've got and picking up and constantly picking up. You went down yourself today, and everybody sharp and take a breath when anybody goes down at the minute. Um, small mistakes are being punished, and then uh, decisions like that going against us, it seems like uh, we've got a battle against quite a few things uh, at the moment. Yeah, so um, back's against the wall, but like the gaffer said in the change rooms then, is is. It's a long old season, you know. We had no under no illusions that we were going to be up there looking for promotion, even after the start we had. So, you know, if you go through a season without having a bad run, you've done very well, and you're going to be up there. Um, you know, we're on a bad run at the minute. Everyone knows that. Um, but I've always said, like, winning's a habit, and so is losing. So, um, try not make losing uh, a habit for too much longer. Um, but a good thing about football is there's a game in, uh, in game in three four days, so there's a chance for us to go and put it right now. Um, you know, back back at the, the valley in front of all the fans, early kick off, um, and yeah, that that's the good thing about football. We can, we can go and put it right there. Is there a sense of reality in the change rooms? We've got plenty of experienced players in there, and a sense of knowing that uh, you know we are going to come out of this period because we've got good players, because we've got a good squad, uh, and once this period difficult period's out of the way, um, we can go on another run and can pick up the points with yeah, you don't want to make excuses because you, you build a squad for injuries, but um, I, I can't think of a time in my career where it's ever been this bad. Um, you know, we're walking wounded at the minute. I think under any other circumstances, I'll, I'll probably come off there today. Um, but I had to stay out there, do, do my bit for the team. Um, and, and that's just like everyone. Everyone's working hard to try and get back fitting out the lads out. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's a case of patching yourselves up and getting back out there and, and doing as best you can for the team because, like I said, you build a squad for injuries, uh, for suspensions, etc. Um, and throughout the, se- uh, throughout the season, everyone's going to have to be used and play their part. Um, so that's that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah. From a personal point of view, you're going through the roller coaster of emotions and uh, with the football, it's a great start to the season with Charlton. Superb result for Wales, getting through to the uh, Euros. Uh, but then through this uh, bad patch uh, in the league with, with Charlton. So uh, you've, you've, uh, you're certainly experiencing pretty much everything at the moment. <laughs> I know, I think, I think I've think I've seen and done it all in football now. Um, there's not a lot that surprises me anymore. So, um, yeah, no, obviously it's, it's nice when you win games. That's what I like doing. That's what That gives me the feel-good factor. That's why we go to training every day to improve, to, to get prepared to win games. No one likes losing, do they? You know, us fans included, everyone. The fans didn't come here, and by the way, they were fantastic tonight, even when we were losing. Um, so, yeah, thank you to them. Um, but, yeah, like I said, no one likes losing. Um, every, and, and, and that's what we've built in the change rooms. Everyone is a winner. Everyone wants to win games. No one's happy when we're losing. We get, all get a bit grouchy. We're all at each other a little bit. Um, but like I said, you're going to have bad runs in, in football, and, and this is one of them. Um, so we just have to stick together and come out the other side. There we go, Tom's mate, Tom Lockyer. Um, speaking after Tuesday's defeat, um, a few interesting things coming up there. I mean, first of all, I like the fact that he uh, thinks that referees should come out and start facing questioning from uh, from, from us after the game. Do you think Do you think the referees should be forced to face the the wrath of Louis Mendes after a game? And I mean, not Terry, surely you know, he'd headbutt them. <laughs> Can you imagine state of it? Um, I think there needs to be more accountability for refereeing decisions, but I don't think you can drag them out after games because if they double down on what they've said and then they've proved that that's wrong, then where do they stand on that? It's a difficult one, but I think there needs to be more accountability and whether that's the refereeing body coming out, um, perhaps, or something, I don't know, seeing access to parts of the match report that they write, something like that, because we need to know what, what has happened in that decision because if they come out and they say, I spoke to my linesman my linesman said he didn't raise his flag because he thought Solly was playing him on side at least if we have that in writing we know why they made the decision then if the decision's wrong the decision's wrong and then they need to be demoted accordingly because they haven't done their job properly but at least then we know whereas if they're coming out and saying well, like he said there oh, I don't know then how does that help anyone because then we don't know what the decision was or or why it was given so yeah I think that'd be fine and again if they say I don't know, players surrounded me to mention a handball, but I didn't see a handball, so I couldn't give the goal. Okay, again, that's bad refereeing that he didn't see the handball, but, you know, as you mentioned, you didn't spot it. I didn't spot it. It's going to happen. They are human, but at least then you know, as opposed to saying, I saw it strike his arm. I didn't think it was, you know, done on purpose or getting the rules wrong. So I think there does need to be more accountability, but they can't come out after games, I don't think. It just opens too much, too many uh, cans of worms, I think. Shame. Oh, well, I was looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, Lockyer has settled into into life in in the championship. Okay, um, but he, he has talked about those clean. Sheets. I mean, you can hear his frustration as well. Mm. He, he he wants a clean sheet. He, he needs one. It's a tough one, really, because like I say again, when it's individual errors, it's, it's like it's hard to train. I imagine it's quite hard to get that trained out of you. And and I'm not really sure what you can do about it but he also talks about the, the importance of sticking together you know he talks about how people are a little bit grumpy at the moment because of the results he knows we're going through a bad run a bad patch but you know the importance of everyone trying to stick together you know like I say we're not in territory where we're getting tonked 4-0 every week here we're losing narrowly you know any any slight gain you can have in a game and if that is your your team spirit it could be the difference between zero points and one point or one point and three points if you can just stick together and g each other on and just find that extra yard for each other that's the thing and I think this group of players strike me as the sort of players that are going to come off and going to be annoyed but are going to pull together to try and sort it out we're not going to have a a certain Iranian getting himself sent off on purpose allegedly or or anything like that you know we're going to have players that are really going to fight are going to try and go that extra mile because you see the the squad and the harmony that that Boyer has built or the half of them that are left able to run around they there's a really good culture within that group so I think that these players are going to try and carry each other through and try and help each other out and and again that gives me confidence because it's not something you can necessarily measure or quantify but you can see that on the pitch and I think Lockyer himself has been fantastic since he came in. I know Nath was worried about how he was going to be perceived by people and that he might become an easy scapegoat for people. But I think, as you said, he's played every minute of every game and that in itself is is testament to the way he's performed. He's made some 
goal-saving tackles, some unbelievable stops um, in the earlier part of this season. And the whole team's going through a bad spell at the moment, so I don't think it's necessarily fair to pick up any individual. And and they'll get through it together. And, and that's exactly how he comes across. And as I said before, it's up to the likes of him and, and Pierce and Prattley and the experienced members of the group to drag those youngsters through and do the best they can for at least a few more weeks until some of the, the other more experienced bodies start to come back. Because we will get through this and we will start to pick up results again. I've got no doubt of that. It's just a case of getting that done sooner rather than later. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. When we come back, it's time to start to focus uh, to Saturday's uh, early kickoff game. Don't forget, uh, at home here against Sheffield Wednesday. Charlton's turn now to put Blackburn under a bit of pressure with some set pieces. It's Forskakaski goes across to take. Williams is short. Gallagher is potentially offering another option as well. Force Kasky to swing this in. Pierce with the flick. Taylor with the flick. It's gone in. Oh, Taylor makes it too. <laughs> okay, welcome. It's, it's nice to hear Nathan's voice, even when he's on holiday. It was Luton, wasn't it, when he had the get in there yeah, last time? Yeah, absolute wow. Yeah, yeah. Nathan just wooing there at the end of Greg's, uh, <laughs> Greg's uh, commentary of the opening day win at uh, Blackburn Rovers. Right. Saturday, uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I haven't had a chance to speak to anyone from up there because we've uh, they were playing last night uh, against Birmingham, so I couldn't really Rude. grab anyone. Um, but they drew one all with Birmingham last night. Did you see the beef between their manager Gary Monk and Pep Clotet, his former assistant at Birmingham? No. All right, in the pre the pre game uh, press conference, Gary Monk just slagged him right off and then refused to shake his hand before the game. Brilliant. Nice. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah, that's more so, of that. Yeah, um, so petty. It was brilliant. Uh, but Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Gary Monk obviously concentrating too much on worrying about the, the other team's manager and not enough on, on seeing his team win because they uh, are winless in five, similar to us, we're winless in six. Um, li- you know, ha- having had a decent start, decent-ish start to the season, very inconsistent when win-loss, win-loss, win-loss quite a bit. Um, but they are now starting to, to find themselves sort of going down the table a little bit. They've got, they've got problems hanging over the club, um, financial irregularities being... Uh, checked um, not long after Katrine left. That was conf- strange, wasn't it? I don't know if she was involved, but I'm going to link her to it as many times as I can. Um, so just things that just seem to slight, bit of having a slight wobble up there at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, you know, for, for a massive club, they're, they're, they're not doing quite as well as perhaps their fans might have expected. Get down to Charlton. That seems mm. to work for every other club at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. I think we've seen we've been there plenty of times you've seen the stadium you know the history but it doesn't matter when they when they put the players on the pitch does it um and you're right their record over the last five games hasn't been great um it's scored in in pretty much all of them I think they had a nil nil against Leeds but they've scored in all their other games as well so we know what sort of game it's going to be there's probably going to be goals at both ends got Morgan Fox at left back so I'm sure uh Lecco will hopefully have some fun with him um coming back down to the valley so yeah another team and we seem to have said this for the last few weeks now it's another team that uh kind of in that middle part of the table like us as you said earlier we've got that kind of cushion behind us and 18th but then above us it's all so tight that i think if we win couldn't we go like eighth or something Mm. so it's um they're all of those teams in there i can't really compare them i don't know in terms of quality who's better than anybody else because the points speak for themselves. We all seem to be very, very evenly matched. And I, again, can't see there being more than one goal in this game. Um, I just obviously hope that this time it's it's us. And as I say, from the sound of things, it's the last game where we've just got to try and nurse our way through it because hopefully by Borough, um, and I think we've got Huddersfield a Tuesday after that as well, we'll have the likes of Taylor and, and Williams and obviously Gallagher definitely back because of his ban. But those players either starting or at least on the fringes of the squad and able to start mm. playing a big part in the in the games coming up. Yeah, Stephen Fletcher, the leading scorer with six. and not not running away with it by, by any stretch of the imagination. They've got Fernando Forestieri, who's uh, often been a fawn in our side, but he doesn't seem to have uh, started too many games so far uh, this season. But they have, they have got some some decent players, the likes of Adam Reach, you know, Jordan Rhodes, again, hasn't started, but that's not a bad option to have off the bench if he, if, if he can be uh, called upon. So, 
you know, it's every week Barry Bannon as well, another player I hate playing against because he always seems to do well against us. It's it's another it's an it's another team where you know every week now you're saying Championship football doesn't matter how badly a team is they're going to have some quality within their side and we need and we need to be wary of that because we've seen it we've seen it over the course of the last few weeks you know a Luton team not playing very well all it needs is Izzy Brown to actually have a bit of a stormer and all of a sudden he can score a goal and and it and it can make it very difficult for you. Yeah, that's completely right. Every team at this level has has very good players and. You look at our squad, we've got a decent side, but there's only one or two that you would say stand out on paper before the start of this season. I think maybe a bit harsh if you were to compare them now because I think there's some players that have really stood out and performed well, but in terms of championship quality, that there's a reason that we were predicted to be down in the bottom three. So, yeah, it's tough, but that's, you know, that's why we got promoted. I'd much rather be playing teams like that than playing the likes of, I don't know, Accrington away. Um because it's a challenge and, and that's what we're in it for and if we were to finish where we are in the table now I, I'd absolutely take it so it's another game I unfortunately can't make it but I was looking forward to seeing it again because it's another as I say historically another big club to to come down here and play we were talking earlier about the fact that it doesn't feel like the relegation season the atmosphere down here has continued to be very very good numbers are obviously up it's it's still an enjoyable place to come and watch football at the moment I, I really enjoyed the Cardiff game last weekend despite the the frustration of the results so yeah in terms of the actual game it's really difficult to say as I say because so many teams are just grouped around what three or four points difference I think when we play Cardiff they're only a point behind us as well so it's going to be another tough one but um yeah who knows it only takes a a, a Lecco or a Bond to to be on form and as I say, if we can get that early goal, the difference will be, can we get that second, like we did against Cardiff, but then can we cement ourselves and really solidify and hold on to that lead? Because at the moment, we haven't had a problem scoring goals. It's just keeping them in at the other end that's been the issue. Mm, now, of course, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, there is going to be yet another body uh, missing from the squad. Chelsea Loney, uh, Connor Gallagher, picked up his fifth booking of the season against Luton Town. Means he's suspended uh, for Saturday and Lee Bay admits that he is going to be a big miss. Yeah, Connor and Abba is going to be another business. Um, another goal scoring threat that's, that's been great for us this season. So, um, yeah, he's, he's picked up his fifth booking, to be fair. I think he's done well to get this far. So, the, the, the way he runs around, he, he's, his enthusiasm and, and tries to win the ball back the way he does. I think he's done well to, to last, up to the end of November with only five bookings. So, um, He's going to get a little break now. He, I think he needs it. Tuesday, he looked a bit tired. He's been away every national break playing for the for the national side. So, um, yeah, he's, he's going to have a couple of days rest now and uh, come back in on Monday and be ready to go for the, for the musical game. Do you have any players returning from injury that you can call on for Saturday? No. Lost two of 50-50. So... It's whether he, he can his foot recovers in time. It was a bad tackle that he took. Um, so it's just whether that, that settles down in time. Tuesday couldn't even walk, so um, it's 50-50 at the moment. But if anyone comes back, it will be him. And only him. So <laughs> we've got a few just getting back out on the training pitch now and, and starting to do some runs and stuff. So... Uh, we're hopeful for, for Middlesbrough, but regarding Saturday night. And what's the latest on Lyle Taylor? He's outside. He was outside yesterday doing some, some running and stuff. So, again, he's one that we're looking to get back in training with us next Thursday. Um, so he's between now and then trying to get some fitness into him. He's, he's quite fit anyway because he's been running for a while now. So... Um, it's just making sure we, we, we do the, the right way between now and then and train with us Thursday, Friday, that's the plan next week and, and hopefully he'll play a part um, at Middlesbrough. You complimented the supporters earlier. How big a part can they play in helping you through these difficult times? <clears throat> I, I always say they always play a massive part in, in, in my eyes and, and they have done. Um, from, from the minute I took over they've, they've played a massive part and I've asked them to, to come and be part of this and, and they've jumped on board uh, again the other night they they, was, they didn't stop singing um, they could tell that they, they were singing at the right times they could tell when we was tiring a bit and, and needed a bit of help from them and uh, Saturday's going to be the same we're going to need them you know, to get through this difficult 
period. Um, but we all have to stick together and I know that on Saturday they're going to play a massive part like they did last weekend at home when we played Cardiff they knew it was going to be tough for us uh, a good Cardiff side but they played a part in us getting a, a valuable point because every point's tough in this division um, no one's got any given right to, to take three points and uh, we're going to keep trying to trying to do that and, and we will get there I, I have no doubt Mm, so, uh, Lee Bowyer, you know, make, trying to make sure he keeps up morale. But I mean, obviously, we, we start that that segment there from Bo talking about no Conor Gallagher, um, and then we're discussing while we're listening to it, like, what the hell's what, what on earth is going to be in the midfield? Because Ostuma touch and go, and if he can't play, I mean, if he can, then he has to. He, like, you, you'd hope he, he slots straight back in there. You hope he's fit enough to start. But if he yeah. can't, I mean, what what is that midfield going to look like? There's going to be a lot of chopping and changing. Yeah, I just said to you then, I've got Chris Solly playing right wing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think where well, you've got to play Morgan, Prattley and probably Deji as a as a midfield three if Ostuma can't play. And then Lecco and Bon have got to play another game um, as well. And then a back five, probably with Solly or Matthews one side and Perrant in the other. The only other thing, I, as I just mentioned to you there, would be to play a four four two, but actually traditional four four two as opposed to diamond. And then you've got Darity out on one wing and like I say, it's got to be Solly or Matthews, one of them playing right back and one of them playing wide right. Um, and then you could play just an Albie and a Prattley in midfield. But again, I can't see that happening because I know Solly can get forward, but it's him, Perrant, uh, him not the most attacking. So then you're relying on Darity down the left and do you really want to have to throw him in? He's only had two two performances off the bench so far this season. So it really is. I know we've been bare bones for a while, but this is proper. This is about as thin as the squad mm. is possible for the squad yeah. to get, I think. I mean, I, I, hopefully Deji, I guess, will have to be. We'll, yeah. we'll have a chance to be involved. And I like, I like what I saw from him mm. at times. But I mean, the, I can't... I assume he's going to have to go for the five at the back purely yeah. just because you know you know three, three centre halves and the two wing backs purely because that that's the numbers we've got you know he he said he really wanted to play that diamond on Tuesday but he didn't feel like he had the uh, the the personnel for it and now we've lost another one of those bodies so I really I really think there's a, that's the only way he could possibly go I think he might reflect on that because when he put Al, uh, Albi at the base of that diamond or whatever formation he was playing when Albi played at the base he actually looked okay. So maybe in hindsight he could have done that and had Prattley alongside Gallagher. But as you say, it wouldn't work now because Gallagher's not playing. So yeah, I can only see him being able to play that that five three two, um, which you know it's, it's not a bad formation and we've seen it work in the past. But when you are playing that, you you want someone like Jake on the left really because Perrington isn't that sort of player that bombs forward. Um, and then it's just about that midfield really working hard to to break forward and you look at Prattley he he can do it but it doesn't come naturally Deji very much a defensive minded player in that position and Albie we've seen his his best performances have been where he's just sat at the base and spraying balls around we haven't really got anyone who's going to pick the ball up and drive now obviously if Ostuma's fit then he'll be the one to do that if not you're relying on someone like Lecco coming really deep to pick up the ball or you're looking at getting it into Bond's feet on the halfway line and Bond's hold-up play is pretty good. And then you're making sure that your your wingers like Perrington or Solly or whoever plays on the right are really getting forward to offer some width, which again doesn't necessarily come naturally to those players either. So either way, we're trying to fit square pegs in round holes. Um, like I say, hopefully it's the, it's the last game that we're going to have to do that. But once again, you look at the likes of someone like Johnny Williams or this this case of Conor Gallagher, those players that have that spark and that creativity and, and just how much we need someone like that back. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Alfie. He's come off the bench a couple of times. You know, was on loan at Bromley. Yeah. You know, doing doing quite well at Bromley from from what I saw and came back, came came off the bench last week and did, did well against Cardiff again against Luton. I thought he, you know, gave us a little bit something different actually and, and you know, the change of shape as well helped. Uh, it, it would be an, a huge ask to, to throw him in but... If if Bay has seen those two performances off the bench, well, you, you know, you know will, he, will he maybe take take him to one side and say, "Look, this is going to be a tough ask." Okay, you know, don't get your head down, don't don't let yourself get down if it doesn't work out. But we need you, and I, I trust you. You know, give him that, give him that confidence. Say, "Look, I believe you can do it." And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You're very young, but th- this could be a game for him. Maybe, maybe just might might be an option. 
Uh, I'd prefer it if he didn't. I'd prefer him to pr- to protect him. Um, maybe bring him off the bench again. But like you, if if Bowie is just basing it on the performances the last two games, he should have no fear throwing him in because I'm not going to say he's been exceptional. I think that'd be slightly over the top, but he's been very, very good for, for the age he is and for the experience he's got. To come on, that Cardiff game, he was. how many times did he break forward with the ball, show his pace, was willing to try and retrieve the ball, wasn't hiding, wasn't staying close to Cardiff players, was putting himself out there, getting himself in what could have been vulnerable positions. Uh, and really played well. And then again on uh, against Luton, it was a, a tighter game and there were much more pressure around him. But even then, he picked up the ball a few times and got some nice little little passing moves going. So yeah, in terms of his quality and the way he's performed, I don't think Bowyer should have any fear in throwing him in. I'd be wary and it goes back to the, the old Carl and Grant syndrome of, of blooding him too much too young. Um, I know we've got injuries and I know we're struggling and I'm sure Alfie will be lapping up the opportunity to play first team championship football at his age but we've just got to protect him because like you said he can man manage him and he can say that stuff but I think you've just got to be careful with him right let's have a very quick prediction for Saturday 12.30 kickoff Desmond yeah. 2-2 this time. Yeah, I definitely not, not Desmond 3-0. <laughs> okay, no, well, just I'm, a 2-2. I'm hoping it, it will be Desmond 3-0 to us, but let's uh, let's see. Right, we've come to the end uh, of this evening's big match preview. Thank you for tuning in uh, to our Chapman Live podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Tom, good to have you here. Cheers, Louis. I look forward to seeing you again shortly. Yep. Um, I've been Louis Meadows. Thank you, like I say, thank you for listening. We'll be back here on Sunday evening then uh, to look back at whatever happens against Sheffield Wednesday, hoping and praying uh, there will be three points for Charlton and we can get uh, ourselves back into some sort of form. Right, thanks for listening. Uh, we shall see you on Sunday. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.